Blog Talk Radio. On Twitter, NCMMA underscore radio. Also, check out our new website, www.ncmmaradio.net. We appreciate the follows, the listens, and everything else. On today's show, we have a special guest, actually a good friend of mine. It's Frankie Perez, who had a lot of success in UFC, Ring of Combat, World Series of Fighting. So, Frankie, it's Tyson. What's up, man? What's up, buddy? How we doing? I'm doing great, man. And thanks for your time today, man. How's it going? You still training? What are you up to? Yeah, yeah, um, doing a lot, man. Uh, just got that back from the gym actually uh, a little while ago. Um, getting Edson Barbosa ready for his upcoming fight with Anthony Pettis. So uh, it was good. You know, Frankie, you know, I've known you a long time, and you've had a lot of success in, like, a short period of time. Like we mentioned, like, Ring of Combat, UFC, World Series of Fighting. Were you surprised at all how fast it all happened? Yeah, man, it was, uh, it's just so crazy, you know, like, uh, I was just thinking about it, like, a couple days ago, I was sitting back, and, you know, in October, it's going to be almost uh, 10 years that I've been training, so, uh, kind of been a roller coaster ride, because when I first got into this game, it was, you know, not on purpose, like, I didn't even know what UFC or MMA was about, and uh, I just got into it for the jiu-jitsu aspect of it, and it kind of just snowballed into what it is nowadays, and what what it is now, and crazy to me. Yeah, no doubt. And then, you know, you, you had the big win over Sam Stout in the UFC, and, you know, we were all going crazy. We were all, like, very happy for you, and, like, all the students, everybody at NCMMA. And then you surprised everybody. You retired, which, caught, you know, I know you got a lot of slack for it and all this. How has it been since then? Are you happy with your decision? Are you, are you feeling good about things? Yeah, yeah. You know what it was, man? I just wasn't having any more fun. Um, I told myself the day I stopped having fun is the day I'm done. And uh, I I was just miserable um, going to practice and training. I just wasn't happy. I I was missing out on things in life. And uh, I don't regret anything that I've done. Uh, I don't don't regret the life that I lived because I I was very fortunate in the game and, and very well known and I was successful. Um, but it was just time for me uh, in this specific time of my life to just stop what I was doing and open up a new chapter and start living my life a little bit. Um, and honestly, it hasn't, it'll be a year in August, and uh, I've been enjoying it, really. I've been traveling a lot. Um, I've been hanging out with my friends every day. You know, I've been hanging out with my family a lot. So it's just like things that I wasn't able to do training full-time, I'm getting taking full advantage of it now. And uh, I'm still able to be in the gym with the guys full-time, you know, um, but I'm having more fun. Like, I'm enjoying going to practice. I'm enjoying training again. So it, it, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely a different lifestyle. Yeah, no, that's awesome to hear. And the one thing that we always see is that you've helped out a lot of guys. Like you mentioned, like you coach Corey Anderson. We saw that you did work with Eddie Alvarez. 
that's something that you enjoy doing, like taking that like a hands-on approach, like helping coach your teammates. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy how it worked out. You know, um, these guys that I've looked up to my whole career. You know, Eddie Alvarez, Edson Barbosa, um, you know, Frankie, Marlon Moraes, you know, uh, Maxwell Hannon, and we got a few other names. You know, Corey Anderson, guys that you know that have been in the game for a while that um, are trusting me. And trusting my tool, and trusting my teachings, and, and trusting the way I do things to, you know, teach them and kind of show them a different angle and different way about, uh, you know, doing things, and uh, it's kind of surreal. Um, but uh, I, still, I still pinch myself all the time to make sure it's still real. You know what I mean? But uh, I try to stay humble and just enjoy every day, like, as much as I can. No, and it's awesome, man. You can see the difference. Like, we, you know, I spoke to Corey last week, Corey Anderson, and watching him fight and he's shooting off his right kicks, I'm like, that's got Frankie Perez written all over it. So are you proud of when you see, like, him get off some of his kicks, things like that? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm definitely proud, you know, especially, you know, um, when I see stuff that they do that I, I show them specific for the fight, you know. Um, but I'm more, like, crucial with things, you know. I'm a realist. I'm not biased. Um I look at the situation on hand, you know. So uh, I definitely, I'm definitely proud of the guys getting the W. But there's definitely uh, work to be done, and uh, I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not scared of a little hard work and, and being hard on the guys as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt, man. That's that's the way everybody always improves. And you know, like you mentioned, like Frankie Edgar earlier. And do you keep track of all like the politics of the UFC, like how these things all go down with Conor McGregor and everything else? Track of it, but it's kind of hard to stay away from it because it's all over the place, you know. Um, but, I, you know, I look at it as two things. I look at it as it's a sport, and the sport has grown into something that it's not anymore. You know, back in the day when Frankie first got in the UFC, it was just about being a good fighter and a humble fighter, and they pushed you for that. Now it's just putting on the show, which I can understand from a promotion's point of view. You know, it's all about the money fights and you know, making the big money fights that people want to see, not so much, you know, who's the best fighter out there. And I understand that. So it kind of bites Frankie in the ass a lot, you know, um, especially the way Connor sells a fight. Nobody can sell a fight like Connor can. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it he's going to come and go, you know, and then there's going to be another Connor McGregor, there's going to be another Frankie Edgar, you know what I'm saying? So they're just kind of enjoying his little ride, their little golden boy, because he's the only one left you know, in their, in that phrase, you know, um, so they're just, they're, they're enjoying their, their ride that, you know, they're making, he's making them a lot of money. So there's no reason why they shouldn't be listening to them. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you could see it too, like, you know, as fans of anybody, Frank Yeager, even Eddie Alvarez, you want to see him get the big money fight, things like that. But you understand the UFC standpoint too, they want to make their mega money fights as well. So it's a, definitely a lot of politics. And the one thing that's interesting is, you know, you guys have a great, you know, you have Dead Serious, the Dead Serious clothing, all those great products. What are your thoughts on the whole Reebok thing with the UFC? Like, it seems to me personally that a lot of the fighters got screwed because they lose a lot of sponsorship money. I'm sure you guys would see, just from, like, a, a clothing perspective, how that would affect fighters too, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of these guys would make more money in sponsorships than they would in a fight, you know what I'm saying, especially than you guys. I, I know I was making a lot more money than in ring of combat than I was my first UFC fight, you know. So um, it definitely it definitely hurt. I get what the UFC is trying to do and trying to make it, you know, uh, you know the major leagues of fighting and have a uniform like the MLB and the NHL and all that. But 
I think they could have won about it a different way. Um, that's just one aspect that I don't agree with the UFC because the, the Reebok deal is definitely hurting these guys, you know, like Frankie, like Edson, like Donald Cerrone, you know, these guys that have huge sponsors that are making six figures in sponsorships, and now they're all throwing that away because, you know, they're doing that uniform style. Um, so I, I definitely think it kind of hurts them um, for sure, but uh, there's there's ways around it, you know, outside. You just got to get a little smarter now and uh, be a little bit more, uh, uh, what's the word, just uh, just a little bit more creative with the way you do things with the sponsorships. Yeah, no, no doubt. And the one thing I, w- I was wanting to ask you was, you know, you've seen recently like Benson Henderson, Matt Mitrione, these guys are all going to Bellator. And I think it's it's for the paycheck, but I think it's because of the sponsorship money too. Could you see guys maybe no, leave? leave- Leaving the UFC, you go to Bellator just because that sponsorship money is so much more? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the guys that left the UFC, you know, um, besides, like, Phil Davis, you know, there were some big names that left, like Matt Mitrione. Yeah, that's great. You know, it's, uh, Josh, Tompkin, uh, Josh Thompson, you know, a bunch of UFC guys left. But, they, they, you know, they're looking at fighting right now. Yeah, they want to be the best in the world, but they're more worried about feeding their families and stuff. And that's understandable, you know. Like, uh, there's not a lot of guys out there like myself who are single, you know, have a little apartment, you know what I mean, have all his bills paid, have a little side job, and, you know, have fighting as, you know, their plan, their 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 hobby that they make money with, you know what I mean? Some of these guys have families, they have bills, but they need to make money, and, and fighting for the UFC is not cutting it, you know? So they're going to go to Bellator, who's going to give them, you know, the same amount, plus, you know, sponsorship, plus whatever little, you know, give backs that they'll do. I, I completely understand. I, I, I don't, you know, uh, I, I don't say anything negative about it. It's a smart move, you know? If they're going to go get paid more, and, and they're kind of on the end of their career or just, you know, kind of just being journeymen, I, I don't blame them. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, like, you think the UFC treats it like a business. The fighters have to as well, man. Like you said, they have families. They have things they have to take care of, so you got to pay your bills. Um, Frankie, yeah, one of the mean, great things, yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, you look at the UFC champions, yeah, like, they're the highest. You know, everybody wants to fight in the UFC, yeah, because it's the UFC is the pinnacle of the sport, you know. It's, you know, they're the ones that are promoted the most. They're the ones that are most honored out of all MMA fighters out there, you know, but I mean, you look at the guys, they're champions at what they're making. You know, they're making, yeah, some of them are making six figures. That's great. But you look at some of these boxers on the undercard, they're making, you know, millions of dollars, and they're like nobody. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of ridiculous. But I guess they'll get away with it for as long as they can until something big happens in the UFC or the fighters come together to try to fight it or something. Yeah, no doubt. I, you can definitely see that. I mean, you know, there's been rumors of unions in the past, things like that. And like you said, is the people think you don't realize. I think people don't realize is all the things that go into a fight camp, all your gear, your training, your food, you got to pay for your coaches. All those things come out of your check. And it just after you look at that, then it's like, you know, what am I making here as opposed to other organizations? You know, absolutely. And nobody, everybody. You know, this big critic on what these guys make as a, as a decision in life, you know, when it comes to fighting. But they don't understand, you know, what goes on in 12 weeks, you know, with hospital bills. And if they have a family, you know, bringing their kids to school, if their kids get sick, making sure you're making it to the gym three times a day and making sure your diet's on track, and, you know, whatever, regular house chores, not even, you know, training, you know. It's just 
they don't understand everything that goes in. Like, for instance, my first UFC fight, I made $3,000. You know what I'm saying? And yep. <laughs> you tell me somebody with a family how they're going to survive off of $3,000. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of retarded. It's reckless. You know, it, it, it's not right what they're doing. Definitely not right. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, man. I, you see, we see it firsthand. We're lucky because like, we get to see you guys all training. And, like, you know, it's just you see the whole you know trials and tribulations of your fight camp. So it's definitely not fair. Um, one of the great things you guys do, you and your family, is dead serious. You guys do amateur fights, pro fights. You had Dana White at your card in Philadelphia where they had the uh, the whole Mickey Gall thing. Can you tell me more about the whole dead serious and how that all came about? Yeah, um, I mean, Dead Serious was established in 2007. In 2007, um, I graduated high school, and um, I was training at the time. I started training in 2006, and uh, my father wanted to get involved, but, you know, he wasn't going to train or anything, so he wanted to start a clothing line. He was buddies with a guy called uh, Dead Game Clothing. I don't think he's in business anymore, so... He came up with the idea of dead serious because everybody says it all the time in any conversation, you know what I'm saying? So it was something catchy. Um, so we started that, and then it slowly evolved um, from a clothing line to equipment to now they have probably the number one amateur promotion in New Jersey. And uh, he slowly branched off into now he's doing kickboxing, now he's doing pro-am fights in Philadelphia, so... We're slowly evolving, you know, um, and to church branding this dead serious into, you know, an MMA organization, you know, and, and just trying to help, um, you know, the amateur mixed martial artists in Jersey or New York, whoever wants to come out and fight, um, into becoming the best mixed martial artists that they can before they go pro. Uh, my dad no, had some, you're some guys awesome, that man. fight in the UFC, you know, he's had Mickey Gall, he's had Randy Brown. Um, both of those guys in the UFC, he had Alawali, Bamboos, um, just fighting UFC, um, coming off a big knockout. So, I mean, my dad, my, one thing my dad's very good at is, is picking the right fight at the right time for your career. You know, um, he knows how to, he knows how to, uh, sharpen, uh, these amateur guys into what they need to be doing. So. No, dude, you're, you're, like I said, I went to the one in Philadelphia, and I always do your kick. I go to most of your events, actually. And it's just, it's always fun because you guys put on a good show, but it's, and it's always a lot of young, exciting fighters, and it's, and it's family run, which makes it nice. It's just a really cool environment. So, a lot of credit to you guys for that. Yeah, we just try to make a high quality event to make these kids seem like they're fighting for the UFC, but it's really just a gymnasium in Rawway or wherever we're fighting. But you know, I handle all the production work because um, of my DJ company. So I bring out the lights and, you know, the sound system to make it really pop in there. And, you know, my dad does a good job of making the fight card. My mom handles all the paperwork. So it's a great family-run organization that, you know, we really are passionate and dedicated to trying to make the best event possible with the best fights, you know. And um, it's it's not a money thing. Like, everybody got... It's really not a money thing. Like, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've taken hits, you know, and we're still here, you know, doing shows. Yeah, no, that's a credit to you and your family. Frankie, how can everybody, well, first of all, follow you and you get more involved with Dead Serious, like follow your events and attend your events? Um, well, Dead Serious, you can follow them on Instagram, Facebook, um, at Dead Serious MMA Promotions. Um you can follow, uh, we're always updating stuff on Facebook. Um, 
So as far as that goes, uh, or check out the website, you know, deadseriesmma.com or uh, the Fight Gear stuff. It's deadseriesfightgear.com. Very cliche, very basic, but you can't forget it, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then they can follow me at Team Frankie Perez on Instagram. I'm always posting stuff, always having giveaways and stuff like that. Um, so I'm going to get uh, – I'm a little bit more interactive with my fans as of lately. So um, they can get some giveaways, some pictures, some signing autographs, all that stuff. Cool. Well, Frankie, first of all, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. And congratulations on your career. Like I said, I've known you a long time. To watch just the way you climbed the ranks and end it with a big knockout in the UFC, that's awesome, man. So congratulations on your career, and thank you for your time today. No, thank you, man. And uh, stay tuned. we got a, we got a bunch of big stuff happening uh, very, very, very close into the future. So stay tuned. Um, follow me on Instagram, and uh, I'll be posting some surprise stuff coming up. Awesome. Thank you for your time, Frankie. All right, thanks, Tyson. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, once again, that was uh, Frankie Perez, you know, a phenomenal fighter and a phenomenal instructor, too. He's actually one of our instructors at NC MMA. He teaches Thai. He does jiu-jitsu with us. And phenomenal, phenomenal instructor, very passionate about what he does and always brings a smile to our faces when we're doing 50 kicks or 100 kicks or whatever else we're doing. So I want to thank him for his time. And thank you guys all for listening as well. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter, NCMMA underscore radio, or check out our website, NCMMARadio.net. So thank you for your time, thank you for your listens, and we'll talk to you again next time. Get my